The road ahead is full of remarkable opportunities. We want you to go along with us and be part of it all. I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. Thank you for liking and sharing our videos over the whole course of 2022. You are such an important part of this project, and we are so appreciative for you and that you're interested in the things we talk about, but also interested enough to share it with your friends and family. Thank you for that. My friend and colleague, Kelly Shackelford, is president, CEO, and chief counsel of First Liberty Institute. Hi, Kelly. Good to be with you, Stuart. Uh, usually we talk about one thing here on First Liberty Live. You know, it's one topic at a time, and you can go through the episodes and find it. But today I, w I wanted to spend some time with you just seeing what you see down the road ahead in 2023. This is an exciting time to be connected with First Liberty because there is so much going on. There are remarkable opportunities. So we just want to put it all together in one conversation so that people can hear it. First, Currently, we've, we've asked the Supreme Court to hear two of our cases. I just want to get from you what could happen with those as we go forward if the court decides to take them up. We don't know yet. Uh, starting with Aaron and Melissa Klein. Um, yeah, these are really big, and I would tell people it's coming really soon. Um, not too more than a week from now, the court will begin looking at our cases. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to get too far in the weeds with people, but these are both highly likely cases, and I don't normally say that, but uh, there are a lot of requests to the court. Yeah. They reject most of them. They just say cert denied. Uh, but there's a process where if you want and you're an outside group and you think something's really important, you can file what's called an amicus brief. Well, that'll, that costs you money, maybe $50,000 to hire an attorney and do that. So really? Out of the 8,000... I never thought about the cost of it, but yeah. Out of 8,000 requests a year... I'm going to guess 7,900 7, you know, or somewhere like that, most of them, nobody's going to file an amicus brief because you know, it's a cert petition and they're usually denied. Yeah. Last term, the biggest cases of the term, the Dobbs case, our Carson case, our Coach Kennedy case, there were like you know, 10 amicus briefs and maybe a few more filed. Guess what? They all got taken. Yeah. Both of the cases we're about to talk about, our cases that are sitting at the court, had 14 wow. amicus briefs filed. So there's a lot of interest, a lot of focus on these I, cases by a lot you, of people. It tells you, I think, that these are really prime at the top of really good possibilities for the court to take these. And these will be big, like the Klein case, which you mentioned, sweet cakes. Um, this is really will decide whether people of faith can run their business according to their faith. And if they take it, they're probably taking a really big issue, the Smith decision, um, and they're probably ready to overturn the Smith decision. And that will have major impact way beyond just people in their business. It'll affect, you know, schools, uh, you know, religious schools. It'll, it'll affect all kinds of situations that we don't even have time to go into. In, in so that's the same manner that Coach Kennedy's case overturned something called the Lemon Test, and that's changed precedent for all kinds of cases right. around the country. So similar, the Smith decision would change the underlying precedents that so many cases are if, decided If upon. you came to me and said, Kelly, what's the biggest case to overturn, you know, a few years ago? I'd say Lemon. I'd say, what's second? I would say Smith. And so this this would be huge. Now, there was just an argument at the Supreme Court. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Because most people that 
keep track of us. They're, they're watching what the other groups are doing, too. Our yep. friends at ADF yep. uh, brought a case called 303 Creative out of Denver. It's similar in the basic facts in that it's a website creator who only wanted to create websites for marriages that she considered, based upon her faith, to be actually marriage, which is right. a man and a woman. Right. And uh, wanted to be able to put on her website a disclaimer that said, I won't do same-sex weddings. Uh, not right. that phrasing, but that's paraphrased. Many people are wondering, well, won't that take care of this? Won't that handle this? What's the, what's the response to that? It, it won't completely, no matter what. Now, in both cases, it's, it's the same real ultimate issue, which is, can the government force you to express or participate in something that you disagree with, that violates your faith. And, you know, this is one of those things that should be really easy. Yeah. I mean, whatever your position is on same-sex marriage, in America we should believe that you have a right to have a different position on same-sex marriage and that you shouldn't have the government punishing you or maybe closing your business because of your sincerely held beliefs. Trying to compel you to say something you don't agree right. with. Right, which Aaron and Melissa, it was baking a cake to express a, a, a support for a gay marriage, which their b beliefs from the Bible were that marriage is a man and a woman. 303 Creative, very similar. The difference is in 303 Creative, the court only is looking at the free speech claim. There is no religious liberty claim before the court. And, and to help people understand that, when the court takes up a case, they say this is the question or set of questions. Right. And although there were a lot that were brought in, they said the only one we're going to consider is the free speech claim, not the free exercise of religion right. claim. Am I saying it right? You are. And, and what I predict is that the court will rule in favor of 303 Creative, say that this violates free speech, the government cannot force people to say things they do not want to say. That will be a victory. But it won't, it won't decide the Smith case. It won't decide religious freedom. So they'll then be looking at sweet cakes, Aaron and Melissa Klein. Which is a religious freedom case, and you can't separate it. And one, I think they'll do one of two things. They'll either say, you know what, since we've decided 303 Creative, the Kleins win on free speech, too. Okay. We, we're not even going to go to religious liberty. You win. I mean... Without, without a hearing, without, without going through the whole I think just, we're, we're going to take your case, reverse the bad decision below, and rule in your favor under the First Amendment. Now, that is a wonderful victory. Yeah. But... It's it, not as much fun. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get to go and argue at the Supreme Court and yeah. do all that. But I think that there's a, a decent likelihood that that happens, which is a wonderful victory for Aaron and Melissa, who have been fighting this case for 10 years, yeah. okay? But it also gives them the opportunity, if they want, to take the religious liberty issue. We'll see what happens. But I think either way, I feel really good about our chances. I think that this is not going to be one of those typical cert denied. This is going to be something they're going to take. And I think they're going to rule in favor of Aaron and Melissa because they've already sent a signal on this case. It's already We've already been up to the Supreme Court on this once. Nine to zero, they vacated the decision below out of Oregon and said, why don't you try again, this time looking at religious freedom. And so I think... And Oregon did exactly the same And thing. they just kind of doubled down and like yeah. really defied the Supreme Court. I think the Supreme Court is, is going to come uh, to the rescue of Aaron and Melissa. 
and that'll be a great victory if it happens. But that's one to really be watching. We're, everybody's going to be watching what happens in that case. The other one that we're engaged in involves a postal worker named Gerald Groff. Tell us about that one. This is a really important case. It's one of those that the average person might not understand, but it's probably one of the biggest cases in the country. And that is 25 years ago, we've had these laws on the books for, you know, since 1964 yeah. that says that we so value religious freedom in the workplace that we not only are going to not allow people to engage in discrimination against you because of your religion, but we're going to actually require employers to affirmatively accommodate the religious beliefs of their employees. And, you know, which is a great thing. I mean, there's no reason to force people to choose between their faith and a paycheck. Yeah. Right? That, that's, that's not America. Uh, we have different, I mean, this is why America was founded. So Quakers and Baptists and all these people could come and actually be able to work and make a living and live in this country with freedom. Well, 25 years ago, the Supreme Court on its own just wrote an additional requirement into this law, which they have no authority to do. They said, well, we think that these corporations don't have to accommodate your religion if it causes any sort of even a small burden on the corporation. So... What that means in the Groff case is you've got a, a guy who was on the mission field for many years, decided he wanted he, – he, the Sabbath was very important to him. Yeah. So he picked the U.S. Postal Service so he didn't have to work on Sunday. And which, then, which is logical, rational, perfectly reasonable. And then they started delivering on Sunday. Yeah, thanks, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and so – but he asked for an accommodation under the law, and they granted it to him because he was entitled to it. But then they got a new postmaster who came in and said, no, we're not going to. We're not going to grant any of these religious accommodations. And so he denied. What was the basis? Well, it would kind of sort of burden us to have to shift a schedule around. Well, that's not much of a burden. No, when you look really. on the other side, you're talking about religious freedom and somebody losing their job. And he was willing to work extra shifts, work whatever other days, Absolutely. just not on Sunday. Absolutely. So this, But the beauty of this is five of the justices have said already that they think that old opinion, TWA versus Hardison, was wrong. What the court did was wrong, and this needs to be revisited. We just handed this on a silver platter to them. The, fascinating, the Solicitor General of the United States, who is, of course, against us, yeah. filed a brief, and even they said, yes, this really does need to be revisited. But we don't think this is the right case for you to do it in. <laughs> Not Because today. we're the defendant. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's kind of interesting. But I think this, this is highly likely that the court will grant this. And if they do, this will be maybe a really, really big case that a lot of people aren't paying attention to. Because if we win, and I think if they take it, we're going to win. This will restore the most robust protection for religious freedom in the workplace at the very time that all these woke corporations are crushing people of faith in the workplace. And that it seems like to many people that the only way you can survive in this culture in the workplace is to hide in the corner with your faith. This will change that. So this is a big case to be praying about and to be watching. I want to summarize here for those who are keeping score at home, but you've mentioned that it, the cases we do, it's, it, it is about a coach who wants to brand the 50-yard line. It's about more than that. Yes. It is about the cake bakers who want to be able to run their business according to their faith, but it's about more than that. It is about the postal worker who wants to be off on Sunday to honor the, the Christian Sabbath, as he calls it. It's important to him. It's his choice. 
but it's about more than that. The three things it's more about are the lemon test, which we just got overturned this past summer in yes. conjunction with the Bladensburg Peace Cross case. We now have the remarkable opportunity coming up to overturn the Smith decision. It's yep. a possibility. We don't yes. know. Yes. We can't guarantee. There are no guarantees, but that's part of what's ahead of us. And TWA versus Hardison, which yes. most people have probably never heard of. That's right. But it is a significant controlling precedent yes. on so many of these cases. Yeah. It's, and that's also an opportunity to flip that one. It's it's huge. And I, I look, I give the glory to the Lord. I mean, we, we won two cases this last summer. Um Within six days of each Which other. Which is unheard of. Only that, God can do that. Yeah, Only God, it's right? It's providence. And, so, and then we turn around, and you know how long these cases take to go up and get... The fact that we turn around after finishing these two, and we have two cases sitting at the Supreme Court that are the most major religious liberty cases we could really go after. Again, we're not that smart to figure out how to, over 10 years, weave all these things and land them. This is... The glory goes to God for this. This is... A tremendous opportunity, and so I really encourage people to pray, because think of Groff. This affects every person who works. If you're if you're if you're watching, this affects your grandkids, your kids, the future of the country. Um, this is a great opportunity, and uh, and I really think it's going to happen. But uh, we're going to do everything in our power to make it happen. But ultimately, it's in the Lord's hands, and so we need to really go to the throne and say. Lord, uh, let's let's have some more fun this year and do something great again, and we'll give you the glory. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your heart on this. It's part of the reason I enjoy working for you is the way that you look at these and the 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 understanding you have of the bigger picture and how God's at work. And we're just happy to to be the laborers Amen. if we have an opportunity to do that. I wanted to spend most of the time today talking about those two because those are, as you've spelled out in, in much detail, a big deal. Now I want to hit on just a few of the other cases that we have coming up. There are a lot more. Yep. But just a few to give people an idea of what we're working on. The first one has to do with the Veterans Administration, but not in the way that most people would think about. Tell us quickly about that one. Well, the administration, unfortunately, has done something illegal. They've now told our veterans, uh, VA hospitals, to start doing abortions. That's awful. It's, a, it's against the law. And that. But even more so, there is no protection for nurses, for for doctors for people there who don't want to participate there's no religious liberty protection for them so they will be forced to go along with performing abortions even if it violates their faith or leave their job yes which and is not right no and so we have filed a lawsuit because we're not only going to stop this for our client but we're going to set a precedent that's going to stop this nationwide and uh, it's a really important case Obviously, it affects even more than our clients because if we win and, you know, we could stop the whole process from occurring at all across the country. So this is a really big case and uh, an important one and one I feel really good about. Uh, we're in a good place as far as our courts, where the Court of Appeals is. This is federal. Um, and we feel good about what our results will be. Uh, but it's obviously a crucial case for the country. We only have so much time, so I want to get through a few more of these before we move on to the end of the program. Yep. And, and it deals with uh, such things as a, uh, an airline. It deals with a health care system in Michigan. It deals with a national pharmacy. Just give us a, an idea of what's coming up in those cases as we look down we the road. We just have a whole litany of cases that are involving people in the workplace that are being crushed 
because they're people of faith. Um, and this is the new attack, right? I mean, we're starting to win against the government. We're starting to turn the real tide there on religious freedom. So Which is hard to do. It is. And it's, a, it's miraculous, and, but God is turning things. So what's happened is the battle is shifting to the workplace now. If you don't have the ability to be a person of faith and work, you don't have religious freedom. And so we've got Valerie Klosterman, who you know lost her job. You know these DEI groups, these diversity, equity, inclusion, where they bring her in essentially, tell her she's evil because she believes in biblical beliefs, uh, tries to get her to sign things that violate her faith. This is what's happening across the country. The same thing happens with with CVS in our case there. Same Alaska Airlines, which everybody's aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, you can express. We want your feedback at Alaska Airlines. Oh, but if it's Christian feedback, then you're fired. You can't do that, okay? You can't do that. These cases are going to be so important in really setting the precedent for every person of faith, your children, your grandchildren, and whether they can work in freedom in the workplaces across America. So be watching these. These You're, you're probably going to see more of these cases than anything uh, when you look at numbers because of the attacks that are happening to people all over the country. Uh, real quickly, we've got a major theme that we're going to hit over and over and over again in 2023, and that is restoring faith in America. We just have a few minutes left, but I wanted to give you a chance to summarize what we're asking people to do. Well, what happened is we won a huge victory in the Coach Kennedy case. Most people have no idea. They know Coach won, but they don't know that Lemon was overturned. Lemon was the case that really resulted in government hostility to religion. It was cited over 7,000 times by cases in the last 50 years. Wow. And every one of those was now just overturned. And so where the crosses were taken down, the crosses go back up. Where the prayer was taken out, the prayer comes back in. And that's the reality, but it doesn't happen if people don't ask for it. And most people in their own communities don't realize they have the ability now to go and say, hey, We need a prayer at our school board meeting. Hey, you know, we need to put that cross back up. Hey, you put the Ten Commandments in the closet because of the case. Bring it back out. Let's bring it back out. And so this program, Restoring Faith in America, is really an offensive thing of not sitting back and waiting and reacting to a bad attack. It's we can take the ground ourselves now. We can restore faith across America, and everybody can do it in their own community. It's just a matter of them taking a few simple steps like asking. And so we have that website, uh, Restoring Faith in America, which is rfia.org. That's right. Or they can find it on the website. But I encourage everybody to be involved with this. This is something everybody can do. Doesn't You don't have to be a lawyer. Uh, and you can change your community. You can change your school district. You can change everything. And the great thing is the law is on our side. We've already won. It's just a matter of people taking the ground that God has really laid open for us to take. It's all about restoring expressions of faith in America. It's fantastic. Exactly. So rfia.org. Before we go, I want to give you a chance just to look into the camera. There are a lot of people who partner with us to make all of this possible. We can't do it on our own. And I just want to give you a chance to express your gratitude to them, because I know your heart. And yes. just give you a moment to speak directly to them. You can look into camera yep. one there and, and yeah, fire away. I, I can't thank you enough um, for being a part of really what is changing history. Um, I've been doing this for 33 years. 
things that I didn't think were possible in my lifetime, I'm watching them happen. And and I really believe we're just at the beginning of, of this. I think that this is going to be unbelievable when we look back 10 years from now. So number one, thank you for being a part of really beginning to change America. Uh, and But I also want to say, you know, we're just at the beginning. I mean... We've, I, you, we just talked through some of the things that are happening right in front of us. There are more in the pipeline coming. We don't know that this window is going to stay open, uh, but it's open right now. And when I look across the country and I see the darkness, the attacks, the negative things that we're seeing, this is the one area of light. And I know when there's light, it means God's been before us here. And so... I, just from a selfish standpoint, but I really believe it's true, I don't think there's any better place to invest resources right now than right here. Because there's a lot of difficulty in these other areas, but we're moving at great speed with great results right now. So I just encourage you, stay with us. You know, if you can give more, give more. Um, because we are literally about to change the future in numerous opportunities in great ways and I'd love for you to be a part of it when it happens. Uh, so thank you. Uh, it's been incredible what's happened in the last year. We give all the glory to God. But I think God's got some greater things that are going to happen even this year. And we're just at the beginning of maybe 10 or 15 years of setting things in place that are going to be here for our kids and our grandkids that we'll be real proud of. All right. Kelly, thank you so much. Appreciate the work you do. Appreciate you've been at this for so long. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. If you'd like to be part of this, uh, we're coming up on the very end of 2022. And if you're thinking about places to give and a legacy that you'd like to leave, we invite you to consider First Liberty Institute as you make those plans. Uh, you can look at the top of FirstLibertyLive.com. There's a big red Give button. Just click on there and let me thank you in advance from all of us here for your generosity. We're so grateful for you. First Liberty is your last line of defense and your greatest hope for victory.